Hello and welcome back to another episode of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Janke and as always, I am joined by Sarah D. Young, Pastor DJ Lura, and Dana Mashevsky. And Dana Mashevsky. <laughs> you're, you're over on that thing. <laughs> I tried real hard that time. <laughs> I blame I DJ on that one. He was distracting you with the... So what the I was talking about was a Homer Simpson quote from our previous episode. Oh, yeah. <coughs> it's not crazy like a fox. It's like... Homer, that's stupid. Stupid like a fox. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that's Got that good. out of my system. <laughs> All right. Okay. So. No more rabbit holes. For yes. as silly as we were last time. Yes. We We're have to business. get serious this time. All, all business. business. There Let's you go. get down to business. Yep. Right. Okay. To defeat the money. So. <laughs> Pastor DJ. Yes. I've heard it said. Mm-hmm. I've had the question asked to me. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll pose it in the form of a statement. Okay. The God, like the like they're two separate ones. Okay. The God of the New Testament mm-hmm. is different from the God of the Old Testament. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the the argument is that is this like a Jeopardy question. No. I have to be like, <laughs> what is? No. So the <laughs> the argument is that the God of the Old Testament is vengeful and wrathful and. Uh, you know, not very kind. S- he yeah. smites. Yeah, and the god the wicked. of the god of the New Testament is loving and gentle and uh, sure. totally different than the sure. one from before. Yeah. Okay. What say you? Well, um, rather than than me throwing in my two cents and you guys thinking, oh, I'll just go along with what he says. Mm-hmm. What What do you think? Well, that makes my life easier if I do that. <laughs> <laughs> can just agree. <laughs> just agree. Well, I mean, what uh, honest honest question? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Is the god um, do does the image of God in the New Testament match up with the God, uh, I- the image of God in the Old Testament, or does it seem so different that, mm-hmm. you know, in looking at it, you're like, yeah, I I think that God in the Old Testament was really cranky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What you say you? Well, this is always my kind of look on this, and this probably is not kosher or the best like perception of this. But I always Excellent. think about Excellent. like, you know how like I think about like my dad. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like when mm-hmm. I was younger, he wasn't really interested. You know, he's he was around. You know, mm-hmm. but like, oof, that like, wait till your dad gets home if you were in trouble. Ooh, that was a real threat. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like that was something to be scared of. All that, but then like, as I learned and have gotten older and like can relate to my dad more, it's like, oh no, he's now kind of just like this gentle giant, like mm. caring, loving, and like he's always been that. But it's just my perception of it, and as I've grown and learned, mm-hmm. okay. I also like, just picture it as like a. He's just exhausted. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. <laughs> like, so like you broke you broke him. Is, yeah, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like <laughs> he's just yelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Like I've tried the harsh punishment. <laughs> yep. Clearly, the flooding and all of that have not gotten it <laughs> yeah. through your Clearly, that didn't do <laughs> it. So we got to try a different approach. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gentle parenting. <laughs> I did think that um, what what you sent earlier. I I, can, I don't know the name of the comedian, but she is really funny. When talking about this, where she says something like, oh, I totally get the God of the Old Testament. You know, mm-hmm. you mess with me, fine, flood the earth. <laughs> what, what you going to do now? Yep. It's like snap, re- like Old Testament God is like snap reaction God. Sure. Like yes. letting the unhinged decisions. Yep. That yeah. intrusive thought one yeah. of like, like, oh, could I flood the whole mm-hmm. place? What would happen if I flooded the earth? 
Oh, I oh, did it. Oh, oh, okay. My bad. Not going to do that again. Okay. okay. <laughs> so we know now we're, now mm-hmm. we're done. <laughs> so the Old Testament God is basically beta testing the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's not mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. So that bad. that one that version didn't work out. So we gotta we gotta rebuild. Yep. That's right, two point yeah. Let's yeah. see what else we get. Um, that reminds me of like you know talking about movies. Uh, that reminds me of the Dogma movie where they're like, mm. we went through what? What does he say? Alan Rickman says yeah, like, we went through twelve atoms before we realized that one that uh, to see God in His pure glory makes a person's head explode or yeah. something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of people think that about the God of the Old Testament as mm-hmm. compared to the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Any thoughts? Brian, you're the one with the question. How, how I, did you, I know. How I know. Did I was you waiting for Dana. Oh, oh okay. Dana, Dana doesn't have any thoughts. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Dana has lots of thoughts. <laughs> she just keeps her cards close. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait for them to say something <laughs> first. <laughs> Yahtzee. <laughs> Yahtzee. <laughs> 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 Mm. Yahtzee's a dice game, not a card <laughs> yeah, it was like, game. And yeah, like the Go Fish style. Yeah. Like war. Boom. Yeah. How, how did you, how did, I mean, do you have any, any thoughts on it, Ryan? How, do you, how did you answer that? Well, you usually uh, in, uh, you know, I try to model myself after Jesus, so I answered it with a question. Mm. <laughs> of course. Great. By Great. saying Jesus Kind of what podcast? I just did when you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> right, what do you think? It's a, it's a theme. What would yep. Jesus do? Answer a question with a question. <laughs> I, I usually I ask if they if they've read the Bible in its entirety. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. or not. And typically the answer is no because you know it's it's typi- a long book. It is a long book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know if you if you read the whole thing and if you sit and think about it, which I haven't done nearly as much as I would like to. But you go to the Old Testament, and it, it's clear <laughs> that, well, first of all, it's the the the, the Trinity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you see those same patterns in the Old Testament and the new the New Testament, where it's uh, loving. It's just a different time for one thing, but for another thing, God, e- even from the beginning, even after Eve ate the ate the fruit, and they messed up and. God was upset. He's like, "All right, come along. I got to make you some clothes now." Mm-hmm. You know, or um, you can find those examples all the way through where, uh, you know, they they screw up, and he's like, "All right, let's try this again." Mm-hmm. You know, like even with the tablets, we've joked about that yeah. before. <laughs> the tablets that you broke, that yeah, you broke. Yeah, but he he took you know he he scrolled them out again. Yeah. So and you have to read the whole thing. Or, you know, the, you pick and choose and you're going to find what you want to find or you're just going to get confused. Yeah. Like even, you know, read where <laughs> if you're following the the um, uh, the daily discovery, which I like to have the sheet printed out for myself. Ryan, who no longer works here, will come all the way to this building and ask our lovely secretary to print it out for him. Yep. Like this full year schedule or y- yeah, the first I fr- of the day? I, I, forgot to no. bring, I forgot to bring last year's along. It's all tattered and... Marked up. For <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was gonna. I like gotta a bring trade-in that. system. Yeah. Like <laughs> I gotta bring that for Margene yet, but <laughs> on a full eleven by seventeen. <laughs> yep. But we're back to Genesis now, right? Or at, at least we are as we record this. And if you, if you, if you read, <laughs> that's not what I said <laughs> or what I meant. It was implied. 
after okay. after you know you always hear about you can't you can't eat pork you can't eat this you can't eat that right when they got off the boat after the earth was flooded mm-hmm. god said here you go eat whatever you want go to town yeah eat whatever you want it came in later when he was trying to right the ship as as they would say right you know what i mean yes no. you don't know what i mean no, I do. I just wanted to say no. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think Did any of that makes sense. Yeah, I think no. actually what you said is is um, what I think people fail to understand is that the Old Testament and the New Testament, from our modern twenty first century minds, because technology is moving so fast, technology was the same up until about eighteen hundred, mm-hmm. uh, eighteen fifty. Yeah, then maybe indu- even later than that. The Industrial Revolution kind of kicked things off, uh, and we've been going gangbusters ever since, where everything mm-hmm. we know has been... D- I remember when I, d- I graduated high school, everything we knew was doubling every 10 years. Mm-hmm. We had a guy from... I, I lived in, in Seattle area, and we had a dude from Microsoft come and talk to us about this cool CD they had that had 30 years' worth of music on it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my phone now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love technology. But at the time... <laughs> it was. It was, I mean, that was, that was, whoa, 30 years of music. Wow. How is that? Now <coughs> we double everything we know every two years. Mm-hmm. And so we look back and you can fail to realize that the entire narrative of the Old Testament into the New Testament is about, f- uh, the time is covers about 4,500. It covers historically um, about yeah, about 4,000 years, mm-hmm. give or take, depending on how you date it. Right. If you're if you're a young earth person or uh, an or a- old earth person, <laughs> you know, however. But it's, it's, it's a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the technology within the narrative doesn't change. Mm-hmm. But the context changes massively. Yeah. Massively, massively. And so what you have in the Old Testament, I, 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 I guess I would put it this way. Um, the God of the Old Testament seems to be scary because he's hidden. Mm-hmm. If you really want to distinguish God, old and new, I like I like your analogy of your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're young, a dad can be really scary because there's things that your dad has not told you that he's kept to himself. And he's a lot bigger, and he knows a lot of stuff that we just don't, can't wrap our head around. Well, whether you're young or old as a human, we're never going to know as much as God in his deity, mm-hmm. divinity. If we take what we know from all of our technology to be true. Like, for example, it, have you ever wondered about how big the sun is? You know, that ball of fire we see every day it's in huge. the sky? Mm-hmm. You can fit a million earths in the yeah. sun. I mean, just diameter. That's huge. Yeah. Did, did you see, not to derail this thing, but did you see that there's like a... Uh, it's not a it's not a hole in the sun, but I forget what it's called that is going on right now that can <coughs> fit like however many Earths in it. It's like a cool spot on the sun. Oh, no, I, no, I I don't know. No, nobody no, nobody knows. I thought this was going to be your black hole thing. No, yeah. no, uh, uh, no. It's, it's going on right <laughs> now. My point being is that when you look at everything. And even things that we take for granted, such as, you know, uh, a great mind like Stephen Hawking talking about the intricacies of the universe, just the fact that everything is so finely tuned for any of us to exist, Mm -hmm. or the fact that you do exist and what a complex being you are, Mm -hmm. 
to, to know and to have in Scripture this all-powerful being that made it all happen, which to me is, a, is kind of a, a, a logical conclusion because of the amount of data in even a single-cell organism. Of course, there has to be someone who, who uh, encoded that data. It just, it, you can't take a computer in a box and throw it off the roof of a house and it's going to land and be a perfect computer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I don't even know what the math would look like. How many times would you have to do that for it to come together as a perfect computer and to mm-hmm. run properly? Um, and, and a single cell in a human body or, or any living organism uh, uh, is mm-hmm. far, far, far more complex mm-hmm. than our, uh, this modern computing machine that I have sitting right here. This mm-hmm. thing is very fragile compared to the human body uh, in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... That logical like Italy, yeah. I kind of went with sixty Japan. Earths, yeah, from yeah, Massachusetts. A uh, uh, giant hole bigger than sixty Earths Upside has appeared on I the went. sun. Yeah, so and, and so so there again, it's it's Vermont. just like mm-hmm. this all powerful, all knowing being that we call God. That the logical conclusion when you look at all of our technology is that there has to be someone not just randomness mm-hmm. that brought all of this complexity into existence and gave it some form of order to function. I will say, though, <coughs> sometimes I feel like my phone is more sturdy than I am. <laughs> well, to look at the tape on your <laughs> arm, uh, yeah. The phone uh, survived <laughs> it. <Yeah. laughs> the thing about it is if the phone got damaged, you would have to go in and repair it and, and give it all new parts. You just give yourself a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah, but pretty soon, according to Lisa, <laughs> <laughs> need all new joints. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, in either case, though, uh, just the fact that of existence speaks to a, a higher being that's all-powerful, all-knowing. And so when you think about like the way that this being interacts with its creation in the scriptures, which if you remove the New Testament, I mean— the New Testament writers, their scriptures that they were going off of was the Old Testament. Yep. God is, is two things. He is, in his hiddenness, through his word and through his actions, he shows himself to be two things. To be just and merciful. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to share with you guys, um, oh, I had it in my pocket, Psalm 136. So if you got your your... Many Bibles. I mean, here's another example. We have a million Bibles yeah. on our phones. Um, if you go to Psalm 136, <coughs> I think this is a good summary of God's character hidden in the Old Testament and revealed in the New Testament. One what? Psalm 136. Mm-hmm. And I chose this one because this phrase comes up a lot in the Old Testament. Uh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever. The rest of it is going to go through all of these things that God does. Um, the revelation of God in creation, but the old Testament is the re- revelation of God in his hiddenness, mm-hmm. which means there's things about God. We don't know. Yeah. And mystery is always scary. And so the, the perception of God in the Old Testament is that God is scary. God is not scary outside of God's hiddenness. Because when God is hidden from us, that's when we know God in his wrath. We don't know him in his mercy. We can't trust him in his mercy. And yet, 
throughout the Old Testament, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. This is, this is a double statement. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. If someone is good, that means that they're going to have to resist and defy evil or bad. And if you look at what God does in the Old Testament, there are things that from our modern mind we might look at and say, well, that doesn't seem very good. Mm -hmm. Such as, you know, allowing Israel to go to war with another country. But if you read the rest of the story, God uses nations to judge other nations in the Old Testament. And he also judges the nations that he uses to judge other nations for their, um, whether they carry out the letter of God's judgment or if they go their own way. And what happens over and over again is this repeated pattern of God revealing his goodness, humanity rebelling against it, and then having to deal with the consequences of that happens over and over and over again in the cycle of 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 the Old Testament. Um, so the first thing that I would say is the problem with God in the Old Testament is that he's good. And we're not. So what do you do? Um, what do you do with a God who's good, who judges evil, who punishes evil, who smites evil even, and who chooses. Because that's, that's the biggest offense, that God chooses. Mm -hmm. God chooses Jacob over Esau. He chooses, you know, um, Israel over, over Canaan. And yet he's God. So what do you do with a God who chooses to act like God? Mm -hmm. It's offensive to us. That's why God seems so wrathful. Mm -hmm. What the Old Testament conceals, God hidden, the New Testament reveals. And so you see God's steadfast love, even though it was apparent in the Old Testament. If you read the scriptures, if you, if you follow the narrative, God is not um, punishing people willy-nilly. He's punishing evil, and he's punishing... Uh, unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. In other words, those human actions that even though may appear good from our moral perspective, which also reveals that we too are a bunch of sinners because we stand over God judging God, mm -hmm. right? Um, in the New Testament, this all-powerful, all-knowing God shows God's mercy, that God is both just and merciful. Mm-hmm. And that his steadfast love does endure forever by completely emptying himself and becoming one of us. I mean, completely and totally one of us. Mm -hmm. The only difference between Jesus and every other person is that Jesus lives in his humanity. I mean, he's, he's God. He's divine. But he, he lives in his humanity as the way humanity should be, living by faith in God and God's goodness. Jesus is the only real, truly honest and authentic human that has ever lived. And so when you look at Jesus in the New Testament and you, you know, usually the people that have a problem with God in the Old Testament are like, I just wish, you know, 
Christians and people would, would act like Jesus and, you know, follow his teachings, like the Sermon on the Mount. You ever yeah. read the Sermon on the Mount? <laughs> yeah. You ever read what he says in there? Uh-huh. Yeah, good luck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> give me the Ten Commandments any day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, the reason for all this stuff in the Old Testament is people were not living up to the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does Jesus do? Jesus shows who God truly is. He sh- he re- he's, he's God in the flesh. He's God revealed. God's no longer hidden. Mm-hmm. Well, what's to be scary about God who's revealed in Jesus? He ends up being rejected and crucified, revealing t- that everyone is a sinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about people saying, well, you know, God is love in the, in the New Testament and not the Old Testament, well... Um, I don't think you're actually reading what it says in the New Testament either because mm-hmm. you're getting the ultimate judgment in the New Testament. Yeah. Because right. uh, the entire world, basically Jesus is the final judgment. The cross is the final judgment and we has been found guilty. Yeah. Uh, all the yeah buts in the Old Testament have been, have been all wrapped up and the entire world is judged. And if you read about Jesus' second coming, well, I mean, it's straight out of the same feel as the Old Testament. This just God is now going to judge. But who is he judging? Sinners. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. a, there's, there's um, a way for redemption, and it's through the one who is the only one who is worthy to judge, mm-hmm. and that's Jesus. So when you read the entire narrative, as you said, Ryan, what you discover is that the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament is the same, and the best understanding of the Old Testament is to look at it through the lens of Jesus and to recognize that Jesus is is Emmanuel, God with us. Mm-hmm. And this is what it looks like to have God with you. Yeah, Because a lot of what happens in the Old Testament, like, like the food stuff, mm-hmm. had to do with how you can be a holy people in an un, um, unrighteous world and to be set apart. Mm-hmm as special. Yeah. Thus the food mm-hmm. limits, thus the marriage limits. Yeah. You know, to be to be Jewish, to be Israelite was a high standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh still is according to rabbinic Judaism. Um uh, to one of the funniest things that I read in the ch- uh, or saw in the movie The Chosen, if you uh, the movie, watch the first episode of The Chosen. Um I watched it again and Nicodemus says this line which I just love. He goes up to Nazareth and he's like I'm sorry. Is is the burden of being uh, an Israelite too hard for you? <laughs> that you would go fishing on Shabbat? You you, you basically like shame on you. Oh, are you too good to suffer like the rest of us? <laughs> um, that's the standard that the Jewish culture has placed upon itself, according to its understanding of what God announces and what God commands in the Old Testament, which was setting apart Israel. The problem, and I think this is where Christianity can speak to this truthfully, is not a separation between the old and the new, but that if you end there, then Messiah has never come, and the Old Testament is kind of left on a cliffhanger where God has never fulfilled his promises Mm -hmm. in over 2,500 years, which to me seems strange because God kept his promises in the entire history of the Old Testament up until these promises about the Messiah coming. And yet, if you read the New Testament through the lens of the Old, with it 
in in relation with the Old Testament, and you read the entire narrative, you discover that they're not in conflict with each other. That this is what the Old Testament has been building to uh, is played out in in the life of Jesus Christ and the church that follows going forward. And that's something that I think we need to um, live in and live in in a fresh way uh, today. That that the church is still, you know, has its mission to to announce the kingdom of God that Jesus Christ is risen and all who believe in Him will be saved. But also not to back away from the reality that that also means that all who are not saved by Jesus are under the threat of judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a real thing. And that means that following Jesus then becomes the most important relationship you can have. More important than anything else. Any, any of the relationships that we have that we, we can take for granted from times or that we r- greatly value, you know, familial relationships, friend relationships, the greatest and most important relationship you can have is with Jesus Christ because he has taken upon himself your judgment and your sin and your death. And he gives you his life, his righteousness, uh, and a relationship with him that lasts for eternity. Uh, so it's it's everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but make no mistake that all of those precursor warnings about God's goodness and what that means um, find their completion in Jesus Christ, who in his mercy and in God's loving faithfulness takes upon himself the judgment that we all deserve. Mm-hmm. And so in him, he's the culmination of 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 God's goodness and God's love, God's justice and God's mercy in one person in him. So does that answer your question? Does that get close? The best way I could say it, look at Psalm 136, understand God in the Old Testament is concealed. God in the New Testament is revealed. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I look good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Think of Sarah's dad. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Can I get a bonus question? Do we have time? No. Oh. Yeah, you can throw it on. Depends on it. You can ask it, and then we can tell you. Yeah. So what do you do when you just don't understand what a story means in the Bible? Keep reading it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Keep reading it. Um, you Clearly. Know. Hey, can I, I'll give you an example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you an example. When, um, call DJ. Call, call DJ. Phone a yeah. friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which of uh, Noah's kids... I forget which one it was. Saw him, saw him naked. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Yeah, one of them saw him naked, yeah. and so he went. Now, I'll t- uh, this is the story, and then I'll tell you what I think, and then <laughs> and then you tell me if I'm on the right track, and if I'm not on the right track, then I need to figure out how to get there. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I forget which one of the kids, one of the goofballs, saw him naked. Are you looking it up? Noah got uh, drunk. I can though. It's you like it it's like in nine, maybe Genesis. It's nine. in Genesis. Yeah. Genesis 9, 8, 9. I don't remember which one. Yep. Okay. I think it's Ham. Ham saw. Now I feel like I need to be doing something. So. <laughs> yep. Keep asking your question. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, one of them. Is, so, Noah starts. He plants his vineyard. He starts getting into the beverages. He gets drunk. He's naked in his tent. Yep. And one of the boys sees him. And then he goes out and he blabs to the other two. And the other two take a blanket and they walk backwards to cover him up so that they don't see him in his nakedness. And then they leave. And then Noah is steamed. Yep. And basically puts a curse on the one who saw him yep. naked. Yep. So. It was Ham. Okay. Yep. Sure. Ham. Yeah. Which, let's talk about the name Ham. Yeah. 
Um, so, so, so then, uh, my, there's two things going on here that I'm thinking. One okay. is that Noah's embarrassed ab- yep. about what happened. And so that's why he cursed him. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if there's anything deeper to, th- to this or not, but basically he gets, he gets, uh, cursed, right? By Noah. And then basically Noah dies after that, I think. Mm. I don't know if he dies right after that. 350 years after that. Okay, yeah. he lived another 350 years, and he after died at like nine, 950? Correct. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the other, th- the other thought that I had is, hey, don't go around just blabbing and embarrassing people for no reason. Mm-hmm. Keep your mouth shut and talk to him directly, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you won't ha- have problems. Uh you know, it, on on a on right along that line, and and I'll share with you a, a different one. But what do you do when you don't understand a story? You mm-hmm. keep reading it. You talk to other believers about it too. Mm-hmm. That can give you insight. It's why life groups are so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- life groups are basically church within the church, and um, you need to be with other believers in fellowship. Fellowship means more than friendship. It means you know walking alongside together. And every life group has a few things. It has scripture, a time of, of reading the Bible, being in the Word together. It has um, fellowship, and usually fellowship is tied to affinity. So, you know, uh, we have couples groups, we have men's groups, we have women's groups, we have young adults groups, we have children's groups, we have middle school groups. They're af- affinity. They're they're the same. They're in the same walk of life. Yep. Right? And we have them dive into the scripture together. We have them do fellowship together. We have them... Pray together. Prayer is how you get connected with God and hear God. Um, and and we have service, and, and serving one another is really important. And part of digging the scriptures is is serving one another as we look at the scripture together, like the four of us are here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that means also that there's opportunity for trust, but also uh, a, a, a lively debate can happen as well. Mm-hmm. Um, going yeah, Like, why didn't they just turn around? Right? Exactly. Why do they have to walk backwards? Well, they're showing the showing proper uh, respect, you know. Uh, Didn't want to leave <laughs> anything up to risk, uh, yes. anything to chance. <laughs> well, and obviously there was something going on that the two other brothers recognized that was wrong. Mm-hmm. So something happened that was wrong. Now, on the on the simplest of terms, like you put, um, it hasn't been revealed yet. But what's one of the Ten Commandments? Honor your Father and mother. Father and, and your mother, or, yeah. you know, I, I, and there's a promise connected to it so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God gives you. Ham, who's the descendants of, who's the, the great, great, great granddaddy of Canaan, uh-huh. the people that are in that land, yeah. that um, not because of Ham specifically, but because of their sins that we hear about, uh, God sends Israel to judge Canaan. Mm-hmm. And then the land is given to Israel. Um, you know, again, that's God and his hiddenness. How do you understand that? But uh, in the simplest terms, uh, uh, don't disrespect your dad because he brought you in this world. He'll take you out again. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, also yeah. like that's good. That's good advice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? I don't remember. I, oh, okay. I like right. the idea. Just real quick side note that. Genesis 9.18, for anybody following along, is basically the first Bible verse of the lesson of MYOB. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mind your business. Yep. Yeah. 
Nunya's. What's that? <laughs> Nunya business. Um, I will dig in a little deeper with you and share with you what the verse says and share um, what I think is a Hebrew word that's that is not translated well in the ESV. Okay. So he cursed him because he saw him naked, mm-hmm. but like the other two didn't simply because he told them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now. That hardly seems fair. And Ham, I, I'd have to look this up. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I think what it says is, and Ham, the father of Canaan, Yadad, the nakedness of his father, and told his two brothers outside. You guys ever watch Seinfeld? Hmm? Yeah. Ever yada seen yada that commercial yada. talking about yada yada? Yeah. yeah. Makes me laugh every time yeah. I see yep. it. Not a yada yada. I'm like, do you guys know what yada yada means? <laughs> Um, do you like them or do you like them like them? <laughs> yada yada means to know sexually. Okay. So there's this. There's there's a hint that what has happened here is Ham has sexually abused his father. Yeah, I was like that just took a turn. Right. Okay. Fair to curse him. And yeah, then at that point, go ahead, curse him. Curse and then goes and basically speaks about his exploitation. Did he, so he told his brothers he was oh to mm. his brothers, mm. basically like who's the man now? Uh, yeah. Like prison. See, and that's why you name him Ham. It, 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 look, it, it, or I could be completely wrong, and it has a completely different understanding. But but there's this sense of that here. Because then the response of the brothers is one of shame in covering up the nakedness of their father with great um, humility. And so when Noah, who is God's chosen, he's, the pr- he's, he's basically God's voice on earth at that time, uh, especially after the flood. Um, he's the one that God speaks to. When he then speaks as a prophet, he's speaking God's judgment upon Ham and Ham's descendants, which is then tied into the rest of the of the uh, the story going into Genesis, the next this Leviticus. So it has a hint of that. I'm not saying that it says it. Cl- well, then, but it it's alluding well, to you that. You have to wonder what was why did he go in the tent? Right. Well, I think though, even like if you look at like for me looking at this, basically it's. I even think about it of like, okay, right, he saw him naked, so he could have done the like caring, nice thing, mm-hmm. covered him up, said nothing, gone on with his day, whatever. Yep. But instead, he chose to kind of you know go out and blab to everybody. Yeah, be a blabbermouth and try to like start something. Yeah, em- embarrass him, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and so so how do you deal with a story like that? You have the conversation. You read mm-hmm. the scripture and you let it speak to you. Because the Holy Spirit is going to speak through Scripture, even Scripture we don't understand, where it's going to be like, I just don't get this. Yeah. Okay, well, do you trust that God knows what he's doing? And that's mm-hmm. that's always kind of the thing that I go back to. You may not understand what Scripture is saying, but you trust the one who is the inspiration behind the speaking. Well, yeah. Then have conversations with others. See what speaks to you. For me, um, in learning that, this text, I, I had the same mind too. Just this is, it has to do with, with uh, honoring a parent and, and the respect and so on. But when I heard about understanding of, of Yada, and I, again, I'm not sure if that says it because I'm not reading in Hebrew. I just, mm-hmm. 
going off of memory, I know that this is something that scholars have talked about of there's something else going on here that seems to be nefarious. Okay. And that's the nefarious implication that Ham did something abusive in a in a physical nature. Would you say that's a translation thing then? Since we don't really like imply that clearly in yeah. Some translations. Yes, but when it, it the more you read your Old Testament, when you hear things like um, um, David married his wife and and uh, he knew her or saw her, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that usually refers to, you know, um, yeah. the puritanical translation into the English language right. <laughs> of the yeah. of the of the history of of Christianity. Um, it doesn't translate well into English, yeah. But it has that kind of it, it, and and that's kind of the poetry of Hebrew, like biblical Hebrew, especially. There's a, there's there's some poetry and some mystery, and even things that are narrative where you're like, hmm, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Well, it's weird because it doesn't translate well to our modern ears as to what's happening. Because yeah. yada can mean, oh, I know you. I have knowledge of you. Uh-huh. Or I see you, mm. or it could mean I see see you, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So, w- okay, F- second bonus question, then I'll quit. <laughs> so we went from so the shortest episode <coughs> we've ever recorded <coughs> to, to the longest. One of the oh. long ones. <laughs> this is not remotely close to the longest. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, uh, but it's the longest uh, one we've recorded uh, tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you know which language you're supposed to be looking at this in? Like, if if you wanna if you see something like the that. The one that you can read. Well, no, I'm <laughs> I, like, I, I just read this and you're like, okay, what was the original? How do I know if it's gr- Greek, Hebrew? What, right. Um, where, or where do I, where, and where do I go? Well, and that's, that's where it's kind of also trusting the wider church. Cause, cause you can go the long dive, mm-hmm. which is something that I did in why I ended up in seminary was because of some some questions that I had that mm. really kind of drove me into seminary and kind of a sense of what I was supposed to be doing. I've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. You know, I just did not understand why Jesus had to die. I just didn't. I d- it, it didn't make sense to me um, if it's about me choosing Jesus and making a better life and all that. Why do you have to die? Why don't I just mm-hmm. be a better person? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that might, I think that, str- that struggle happens to a lot of people mm-hmm. that don't just don't get it. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Well, I- if you don't know or believe that you're a sinner, or you've never had anyone tell you you're a sinner, uh, it's kind of a hard thing to believe. Yeah. Especially if you think you're a good person compared to the people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounded really, really <laughs> like <laughs> pompous, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> compared to the people around you, maybe well, at a I table. Mean, <laughs> I, know what, I know what you meant. I mean, I've never been to prison. I've never, you know, mm. whatever. Yeah, like on the spectrum of good to bad, you're not like I'm not Hitler. Hitler. Exactly. <laughs> Jinx. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what everyone goes to? Yep. I'm not Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> Is he the bar? <laughs> yes. <laughs> By which we judge yes. what's good or bad? Apparently. That's always <laughs> when we're like, yeah. who's why? worse than Hitler if he's Stalin. the bar? That is why oh, the whole time okay. travel yeah, discussion is Hitler, like... Hitler, Stalin, Timberlake. That's the order. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in this day and age, also, Kanye is down there. Yeah. Oh, the yay went down e- a ways. Eli loves Yeezy. Oh. After 2008, yeah, that's he's true. He's made he's made some uh. mistakes. <laughs> yeah, what well. he did to Taylor. 
never forget. So, oh. so the long way is go and learn the original language. Right. How do you know which it, or what which was the original language though? Because it's been the Bible was originally multiple different languages, right? Hebrew, no. Greek. No. 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 The the original um, languages of the Bible are three. Yeah. Uh, Hebrew. Uh huh. Aramaic. Uh huh. And Greek. Okay. And the way you learn how to You're asking a, a bigger question, at least in my mind. So okay, so I go to the I go to the Psalms, right? Yeah. And uh, say I, we're, we were in Psalm one thirty six. Yeah. What was the original language? Hebrew. Of the, okay. Yeah. What about Ge- Genesis? We're in Genesis now. Hebrew. Okay. What so a, is there like a hard and fast rule of like Old Testament is usually yeah? Hebrew, that's what I'm asking. New yeah, Testament. Hebrew. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, that that's a, yeah. That's what I'm asking. I got you. Right. Old yeah, Testament. You. Old Testament is Hebrew. Okay. okay. Um, some of the Old Testament prophets that are later on, like Daniel, have Aramaic in them. Mm-hmm. Aramaic was the language of the Assyrians that became the language of the Babylonians. And during the time of Jesus, you had basically the language of the synagogue was Hebrew. The language of the home was Aramaic. The language of the marketplace was Greek. Okay. And the language of the rulers was Latin. Okay. So you have four different languages at least. Right. Which, you know what? This is also an American-centric thing because most places around the world, they have multiple languages. We're just dumb. Yeah. And I mean that in full sincerity of myself. I do not have the patience <laughs> to to learn yeah, more neither. languages than I already know. Um, which is the I one. I know plenty of half languages. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, I know enough about Greek and Hebrew to be dangerous with it and to work with it. I can't speak them right. like in conversation because I didn't grow up with them. But a lot of cultures grow up with nine or ten different languages that if they want to communicate with certain people, they yeah. got to know that language or at least a, a working f- uh, framework of it. Yeah. The Bible is Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. Okay, so what, I, what I'm asking... And biblical Greek, Koine Greek is what it's called. <laughs> so where do I, okay, I'm reading something. It's two in the morning. Yeah. I don't want to call you. You wouldn't answer anyway. Yeah. Wh- where, how do I, how do I find out what the original language was for the passage that I'm reading? Yeah, I think there are enough tr- credible sources that you can go online. Okay. Google and, it. And you can. <laughs> Ask Jeeves.com. I can't, even, I can't even tell if we've had these conversations in this episode or a previous <laughs> one at this point. But I mean, um, there are enough credible sources such as the wider church to go if i want to know what tell me the history of psalm 136 uh-huh. you can go to something like wikipedia will, which will give you all kinds of information that's pretty reliable okay and you can check the sources okay just like anything else in this li- world of when we're so saturated with information mm-hmm. you got to check your sources to make sure that it's credible mm-hmm. um but what i was getting back to is how can you know it's the original languages you you have to ch- trust the judgment of the historicity of, of the knowledge of textual criticism that we know mm-hmm. that the earliest versions of the old Testament that we have is in what we would call biblical Hebrew. Yeah. Um, and that there are books like the book of Daniel, which has passages that are in Aramaic. Yeah. Um, biblical Aramaic and that the new Testament is written in Koine Greek or biblical Greek. Yeah. I can tell you it's written in biblical Greek because I studied biblical Greek and I studied Athens, Attic Greek or ancient mm-hmm. Greek. So I can tell you the difference between the Greek of Homer and the Greek of Paul. Mm-hmm. Full circle, we're back to the Simpsons. Stupid <laughs> like a fox. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> like a fox. 
Um, and, but that that comes that has to do with study, mm-hmm. over and against just opening it up. Almost all, and I do mean all, all mm-hmm. ninety, I'd say ninety five percent of the Bibles that you find in in the general places are faithfully translated from the originals into our language. It's just there's certain things that are you kind of got to know the context and the mm-hmm. culture to understand what's being said. Right. We we'll, we're going to have this problem mm-hmm. in a generation with anyone who reads Eugene Peterson's The Message because it's written in modern American English language mm-hmm. that if you're reading it from another culture and it's a translation of the of the Old Testament but it's, you know, yeah, uh, yea, though I walk through Death Valley, mm-hmm. rather than walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What does that mean? Well, Death Valley is... We all knew the Holy Land was in California. <laughs> yes, exactly. Did you know Jesus lived here in the USA? <laughs> this is an example of that, of mm-hmm. a cultural understanding, like a wink, wink, nod, nod, of a cultural faux pas that would have made more sense when it was written around 1446 B.C. than it does in 2023 A.D. in North America. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's, that's Is that it. good enough? Did, yeah. I, did I con my way out of that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You better you better <laughs> shut this down before I think of another one because now all the wheels are turning. Well, Ryan, you better close that up here then. Okay. You got, you got the... Please the and thank you. Yes. <laughs> all right. Get it done. Thanks, Have Heavenly Father, I uh, I thank you for this time. I thank you for your word. I thank you for I thank you for that community. I thank you for my life group uh, that I'm involved with. Uh, they're a great group of guys, and uh, I'm thankful for each one of them. Uh, I hope that uh, people listening to this have a life group, um, and if they don't, uh, I I would suggest that you get one. If you're listening to this, uh, you won't regret it. So um, thank you again, Lord, for for everything. I I pray for blessings on everyone listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, that wraps it up for another episode of that podcast. You can find us on atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, or on YouTube or on Facebook, Atonement Fargo. So for Pastor DJ Laura, Dana Mashevsky, and Sarah DeYoung, I'm Ryan Jakey. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on another riveting episode, riveting episode, riveting episode of that podcast. I just watched it spike. I looked at you funny because I thought you were mouthing what I was saying when no. I went through my spiel. Also, why do you never mention the uh, that podcast? Oh, I don't know. Is it being kept up? No. <laughs> <laughs>